Welcome to the Mental Health Bible Study Podcast with Tyra E. Rowell. Well, hello there. How you all doing on this day? It is an awesome day that the Lord has made, and I hope that you choose and rejoice, choose to rejoice and be glad in it. And I also hope that you have had the opportunity to listen to the podcast from last week because we were, we, um, I have been discussing um, about assertiveness. And I was just wondering if you have put into practice some of the things that I have said about being assertive. And um, I hope that the series do help um, you and on how to be assertive. So that's the whole purpose of me um, bringing this series out so that I can help others to um, pretty much learn how to um, deal with the anxiety when it comes to being around people because people don't even realize that assertiveness is sort of like the opposite of anxiety because I know how some people say that in order to not be negative, you can think of being grateful So because they don't coexist together. So if you decide to be assertive, then you are dealing with the anxiety because they don't coexist together. So you're either going to do one or the other. And I prefer that you be assertive when you be around people instead of being anxious because people do make us anxious, y'all, and especially family members. So when we go around certain family members and we have any gathering that's coming up, you know, because Thanksgiving and Christmas is around the corner, and you're not, and you're just being anxious about it. It it could be that family is is family, <laughs> but I want you to take that moment to look at it as I'm going to go and enjoy myself. No matter what family do, no matter what family say, I refuse to be anxious around family members. You know, it's like you do have to talk yourself into this pep talk that you're not going to get caught up in the middle of drama or anxiety or fear or um, anger. I mean, all kinds of things can happen, you know. But really, to be honest, when you get around family members, it's supposed to be a fun time. It really does. It's supposed to be a fun time. You know, you're seeing people that you probably haven't seen in a while, and you just hugging and loving on people. And then you have those that just, push those buttons. But even in that, that's why boundaries must be in place. But sometimes that don't always happen. But my whole purpose of talking about being assertive is because Jesus Christ was assertive. But if you read the whole book of the New Testament, or if you have, I'm hoping and praying that you got the same revelation as me of how assertive Jesus Christ was in the, in the New Testament, y'all. Oh, my God. I want to discuss with you about the three different types of communication. The three different types of communication. And, and, and just in case there are new people that may be listening on this podcast, I want you to know something about me. I love to do research. I love to read. So I have all kinds of books and uh, commentaries and resources 
that I keep in the in this household down that I just find myself investing in because I do like to read. But <clears throat> I have a resource called um, this book is called The Popular Encyclopedia of Christian Counseling by Dr. Tim Clinton and Dr. Ron Hawkins. And uh, that is an article inside of this book, Encyclopedia, where it talks about assertiveness. And I love how um, I find resources that, you know, relate with spiritual aspects because not only are we um, an emotional being and a person with a mind to think, we're also spiritual beings. So we have to understand that we must have a balance between the three parts of who we are, that is a spiritual being as well as a, a person with a soul and also in a body. So that's a physical being, a spiritual being, as well as a person with a soul. Because as a soul, you have a mind to think, a heart to feel, and a will to choose. So you have to understand three parts of who you are as a person. So with that said, I have to give you this definition that is in this encyclopedia because I love the way it was brought up, you know. It specifically says that assertiveness is a mode of communication characterized by the ability to share one's personal feelings and thoughts and needs in an honest and safe way. Keywords that I want you to focus on. Ability, personal, feelings, thoughts, needs, honest, safe way. You don't remember anything else? Those are the words that you can most definitely meditate on this week. Ability to share your own personal feelings, thoughts, needs in an honest and safe way. And that brought me to the scripture, Ephesians 4.15, because you you know, I'm going to always bring up scriptures because I believe in the word of God. Ephesians 4.15, because there is a suddenness in the Bible, y'all. There is assertiveness in the Bible. First of all, we have the prime example, which is Jesus Christ, the first and foremost example, okay? So we ain't got no excuse on why we are not assertive as Christians, as people proclaiming to be lovers of God, who are claiming to be men and women of God, who are claiming to be those who are compassionate about others as well as themselves, those who are claiming to be that they love the Lord with all the heart, mind, and soul, and body. You see what I'm saying? There's no excuse of why you should not be assertive. Because we have a first and foremost person who showed us how to be assertive, and that is in the New Testament, and that is Jesus Christ, y'all. Wasn't he assertive? especially when it came to them tax collectors and Pharisees, honey. I'm telling you. But not only with them. He was assertive with everyone. 
everyone, including the ones who was coming around him, uh, uh, coming around him, listening to him speak. Okay, he was assertive with everyone. But I want you guys to understand the types of communication because you're gonna. When I get through, you're gonna have more understanding of why we need to be more assertive. Now, I had already given one reason, and that is because it is to help you with your anxiety when you get around people. Because the, it could be that you are dealing with anxiety because you're not assertive. But these are the three types of communication. Passive, aggressive, and assertive. Now, of course, in this encyclopedia, they have a way of explaining the different types of people who communicate in these type of ways. Before I read them, I don't want you to take them personally. I don't want you to be offended by these definitions. I just want you to <clears throat> reflect on whether or not this could be going on in your life or not, okay? But that's it. Because sometimes when we're hearing things, we read things, we can get offensive. But a passive person, a person who communicates passively, it says in this encyclopedia that they often allow others to abuse or manipulate them and they are unable to stand up for themselves. And I know how when uh, people use the word passive, they also think of a person who is timid. Um, but yes, it is true that they are most likely to be targets of being manipulated and abused because they communicate passively. And, and, and they are easily misunderstood as well because People with those type of personalities, there's so many different reasons why they could be communicating passively. And if you didn't grow up in an um, environment where you are able to be assertive, that you could come out being passively, depending on what was going on in, that, in your environment. But that is one of the types of communication. The second one is aggressive. Aggressive people who communicate aggressively do not respect the boundaries of others. They may use intimidation, fear, or even violence to influence others. Those are people who communicate aggressively. And the whole purpose of communicating aggressively is just so they can get what they want. Just so they can get out of you whatever it is that they need, whatever they, they think they need, whatever they think they want from you, and then and they will use intimidation, manipulation, uh, violence to, to influence you, to change your mind and have you to do things that you don't want to do. But they do not respect boundaries. They violate boundaries. Those are aggressive. Uh, those who uh, communicate aggressively. Assertive, most definitely, is the most healthiest way to communicate because you're communicating in a way that is passionate, full of compassion, and you also are doing it out of love. And you're doing it in a safe way without even violating other people's boundaries. Because, you know, like I had said from the other episode I had um, spoke about last week, that 
assertiveness should always be delivered with a regard for others as well as yourself. It should always be motivated by love. And that's why in, uh, I brought up about Ephesians 4.15. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, which is Jesus Christ. So as you mature in um, being a Christian, you are going to be speaking truth in love. Because I know how some people say, I'm just blunt like that. I'm always, you know, I, I just don't know how to uh, tone it down because I, I'm just so blunt. You can be blunt in love, okay? Because what you're doing is you're going to be conscious about how you say something to someone so that they can hear you. You're not going to just bluntly say what you want to say and not even be considerate of the other person. Jesus was blunt in certain areas as well, but he was blunt for a reason with certain people who he had to be blunt with. But he also was still doing it in love. It wasn't in a way where that person left him feeling bad. You know what I'm saying? Those people left Jesus Christ feeling happy, delivered. I mean, good positive feelings. Well, except for the Pharisees and the tax collectors, of course, because we know what their whole purpose was about. But when people leave us, when we after we speaking in truth, that it is going to be of how the way they felt, how the way while they were sitting there listening to you, because they may not remember anything that you said. But just like Maya Angelou said, they may not remember anything that you say. Maybe pastor was the same. But <clears throat> they will never forget how you made them feel. Because people do recognize, even if they don't recognize it, they most definitely gonna feel love. And people know when they are not feeling love. Okay? So we have to be always delivering our assertiveness with love. So speak the truth in love so that you may grow up in all things until him who is the head, which is Jesus Christ. Because as we worship God, God say worship him in spirit and in truth. Everything is truth when it comes to God. You know, there's even a scripture in the Bible that says the truth shall make you free. Baby, it's your truth that's going to make you free. If you speak it, but sometimes, you know, we get around people, certain ones, of course, because we we can we can be around certain people and we okay communicating, and then we can get around the other folks and, and we're just like I'm just, I'm just like I'm freezing up, I'm anxious and blah blah blah. It could be that you're not. You may have to party your assertiveness around that certain type of person. Because even while you're being mindful of how the way you're communicating, be mindful of how others communicate to you. Pick up whether or not they are being passive, aggressive, or assertive. Because if anybody is talking to you and you're feeling anxious, there has to be a reason, okay? There has to be a reason. There is a reason. 
to be honest, because it could be that they are aggressive and they are violating your boundaries that you have not even put in place for them to even be respecting, you know? And it could be that you are having trouble to express your thoughts and feelings and needs to this individual who just may be aggressive. But we have to speak our truth. We have to in love because it's going to continue and continue and continue. And as it does, it's just going to fester up. And baby, one of these days, you just going to explode. You just going to say what you're going to say. And then, you know, people going to be looking up to you like, wow, you know, you just had a meltdown. You just had a breakdown. You just, you just exploded. What's going on? Hey, allowing something to fester and you're, and you're not dealing with it at the time that you're supposed to be dealing with it. The Bible says, uh, diligently guard your heart for out of it flows the issues of life. You have to deal with it. You're only responsible for your own feelings, not anyone else. And, and that could be the problem, that you're taking all the measurement, the um, energy of someone else as they're being aggressive with you. No one says that you have to sit there and be a partaker of that either. But we do have to understand that we are not responsible for how other people react to us. Maybe you got to deal with that because those are your problems. I'm not taking on anyone else's problems. Now, if it's something that I'm doing and they are offend, they are offended by it, then no problem. Come tell me by myself. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting up here listening. I'm going to tell you my truth. I'm going to listen to your truth. And then I'm, I'm hoping that we walk away resolving it. But even if not, I have said my piece and I'm done with it. But of course, some people get caught up in not being done with it. But like I said, that's not my problem. My only problem is to make sure that I'm keeping myself under control, not cussing folks out, not acting a fool, you know, because we can be assertive using our words instead of our fist or things that's on your desk or throwing stuff and busting holes in the wall, baby. You can use your words. It's more strength in using your words, as a matter of fact, than to be busting your hand through a wall, hurting yourself in the midst of it. I mean, even hurting yourself in the midst of not saying something, you're still hurting yourself. You're you're still being emotionally violent towards yourself. Even though you didn't bust your hand through the wall, you're still being emotionally violent to yourself by not saying anything. You can say something in love, just assertively letting another person know that, hey, you're going to have to respect this boundary that I have. You cannot come to me saying these things, doing these things, whatever these things are, because they make me feel X, Y, Z, whatever the case may be. But there is a way to be assertive by using the I statements. 
I believe I have an episode on this podcast about the I statement, if I'm not mistaken. But just to recap on it again, I statements allow you to assertively express your own personal feelings and thoughts as well as your needs. So if I'm saying an I statement, I'm going to say I feel, and whatever my feeling word is, I feel unloved, I I feel misunderstood, I feel hopeful or I feel hurt, I feel disappointed, I feel, you know, um, intimidated, I feel lonely. We're using the feeling words right after the word feel. I feel. And then you're going to say when you. Then that's when you say the you statements. You say the you after you have said, I feel, and whatever your feeling word is, when you do blah, blah, blah. Whatever it is that you're saying that they are doing that is not respecting your boundaries, that is not um, giving you what you need, you know, whatever that person may be doing unto you, okay? Instead of saying, we start off, because now I, I have heard people say, um, you always doing this. You make me mad when you're doing this. Or you, 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 you. You're starting off with the statement of you, but I don't want you to start off with the statement of you. You want to know why? Because you aren't even talking about them. You're talking about yourself. You're speaking your own feelings. So how is it that you can speak of your own feelings if you start off with the statement you? Because now you are putting it on them. You see what I'm saying? So you, I want them to understand that you have feelings. You have your own thoughts. You have your own needs that need to be met. So how are they supposed to know that you, you, first thing you say is you? No. Mm-mm. And plus, you also give them the opportunity to respond or defend themselves, blah, blah, blah. And that is not the time to do that because you are the one who brings it to the table. You're the one who's speaking assertively about something that is going on with you. So if that's the case, start off by saying, I feel, and then the feeling word, when you do it's Y and V. Or when you say it's Y and V, you know, because because then they are hearing you speak of your feelings. They are hearing you speak of what it is that's going on in your head. That because in, instead of them getting into this defensive mode that, oh, we're always talking about what I'm doing. What about you? And see, that would stop that right then and there when I say I. Because really, it is about I. I feel, you know, unhappy when you want to spend all your time on going out there doing what you want to do and don't spend quality time with me. You know, you're saying what you feel. And and, and, and hopefully that they will get, um, you know, put more focus and emphasis on what it is that you are feeling instead of, you know, being defensive. But we are defensive by nature, of course. But even when a person gets defensive, you just have to let them know that, hey, babe, this is not the time to get defensive, you know, because I'm just basically coming to you expressing my thoughts, my feelings, my needs that 
I want to be met because I am whatever that feeling was. But assertiveness. I do want you to know that it is something that you do have to practice. You do have to practice it. Because I don't think assertiveness is something that people just automatically, or parents just automatically teach their kids how to do as they're growing up, how to be assertive. Some people just grow up that way, you know, they just... They just know how to be confident in speaking. But speaking the feelings and thoughts and needs, that's a whole different ball game, baby. But, you know, that does have to be practice. So find some, you know, some way uh, in your daily life where you're able to be assertive. Start off small. You know, start off at your house. There may be some things that you do need to be assertive about in your own house. So start there. And then you just build on up to the outside where, where you're at work. And also where, where, um, at the church home, you know, even at the grocery store. While you're pumping gas, you just being assertive. Assertively, effectively, in love. Because it's always motivated by love. Having a regard for myself as well as other people. Because it's all about love anyway. Because that's who God is. God is love and love is God. And if you happen to be hanging around people who are being aggressive, baby, that's not love. They don't think about themselves. Because they they, they violate boundaries and things. Mm-mm. No, 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 Mm-mm. no, sir, no, ma'am. God is love and love is God. It's a certain way to speak to people. So let's learn how to be assertive, okay? And I hope y'all have a wonderful day and especially a wonderful week. But if you want to focus on something this week, let's focus on Ephesians 4.15 about speaking truth and love. Being more assertive, being more confident in expressing your thoughts, feelings, and needs to others in an honest and safe way. All right. Y'all be good to yourself, man. Thank you for tuning in to the Mental Health Bible Study Podcast. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss another episode.